to realize that God pursues us is a powerful thing. To recognize that he does it not in a reprimand, not in a corrective sense, but rather out of love. That he's available because he loves us. He comes after us because he loves us. And to know that no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're doing, no matter where we are, no matter what we know or don't know, God loves us. And he desires for us to love him. Now, to know that he will do whatever is needed to make himself known to us. The question is, what are we doing to touch him? What are we doing to reach out to touch and be touched by him? Last week, we looked at the fact that it's time. It's time to intercede and to bless. And that was intended to be just one message. And the Lord has changed my mind. Because it's going to be a part of a few messages. I have no clue how many. I know at least two. But it's time. And this morning, what we're looking at is the fact that it is time to touch Jesus. It is time to be touched by him. With everything going on in our world, with all the uncertainty in our country, out of our country, in our homes and in others' homes, it's time that we reach out and touch him. I don't know if you've recognized it or not, but our plans aren't working that well. I don't know if you've identified it by the world and the news of our country, but man's plans stink unless they're backed by God. Unless it's his plans that we follow. I find that too many times I'm asking God to bless my plans. Go, well, that's not a bad thing. Yes, it is. I just need to follow his plans. They're already blessed then I don't have to ask for that. It's time. Earlier this week, as I was studying and preparing for this, I just jotted down a few words concerning this thing, that it is time. It's time. You've been dead long enough. Reach out and touch Jesus. Allow yourself to be touched by Jesus. It is is time. You've sat still long enough. Get up. Touch Jesus. Then lead someone else to touch him. It's time. You've suffered long enough. Touch Jesus. It's time. You've believed the lies that Satan has told long enough. Touch Jesus. It's time. You've doubted long enough. You've lived in fear long enough. It is time. Let the power of Jesus' love touch your soul, touch your mind, touch your heart, and touch your body. It is time. You see, he's done it before, and he'll do it again. I've seen him move mountains. I've seen him heal 
relationships. I've seen him restore minds. I've seen him provide a way where there seemed to be absolutely no way. It is time. He's done it before. He desires to do it again. How will you respond? It is time. Reach out. It is time. The scripture that we're looking at this morning is found in the New Testament. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, you can find this also in Luke and in Matthew. It's a story of Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, and his daughter who was sick. It's a story of the woman who had been suffering for 12 years and reached out and touched Jesus. Let's take a look at what the Word says. I'm reading the English Standard Version in Mark chapter 5, beginning of verse 21. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him. He was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. A great crowd followed him and thronged about him, and there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. And who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? His disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you? And yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's household one who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the other, excuse me, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and Jesus saw a commotion of people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping and they laughed at him. He put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in to where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up 
began walking for she was 12 years of age and they were immediately overcome with amazement and he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. It is time. But when I look at this passage, some things that jump out at me. The first is that our time versus his time does not always match up. Have you noticed that in your life? That your timing doesn't always match up with God's timing? Now, I don't know about you, but my first instinct is God got it wrong. I didn't say I was right. But that's my first thought because this is how I wanted it to go and when I wanted it to happen. And it doesn't always happen that way. That's why I need to start with what's his plan, not mine. Our time versus his time. I mean, imagine now. The woman had suffered for 12 years and all her money was gone and she was no better. In fact, the scripture we just read said she grew worse. Some of you know a little about that, don't you? Trying everything and not getting better. Her time was... 12 years before that, let's get this taken care of. Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, the one who oversaw the administration and the actions and all the duties in the synagogue, his daughter, who, interesting, was 12 years old. The woman had suffered for 12 years, and the girl was 12. The woman had been suffering the entire life of this child. Jairus asked Jesus if he would come, believing that if Jesus laid his hands on her, she would be well. And I want you to notice, it says that when he came, he fell at Jesus' feet. Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. That was not in the protocol for him to fall down at anyone else's feet. But instead, he humbled himself. Later, it says when the woman realized Jesus was looking for her, she came out and fell at his feet. Humility before Christ is a big deal. It matters in what happens in our lives if we humble ourselves before him. But notice in both stories, the touch of Jesus changed everything. And it still does. The touch of Jesus is what it is. You see, that was his time. When he touched them, when they reached out and touched him. Jairus went out of character, falling at Jesus' feet. The woman broke protocol by being in the crowd because she was ceremonially unclean because of her disease. And yet she risked that to work through the crowd to get close enough to touch Jesus' cloak. You know, we still do that. People reach out to touch famous people, thinking it'll make a difference. Now, it makes no difference in those situations, but it does with Jesus. My junior year in high school, our basketball team 
was doing well, and we were now playing the number six rated team in the state. This was when Indiana was all one class, every school, just one ranking. They were number six in the nation. Their star player went on to star at Indiana University and play professionally for about 12 years, and we were going against them. The most amazing thing happened, we beat them. At home, the crowd rushed the floor. When we finished celebrating publicly and were ushered into the locker room, we went in and there were two kids standing by the locker room door. They were about eight or nine years old. And they smacked every one of us who came by. And the coach overheard one kid say to the other, when the last of us had ran in, the kid said, I touched every one of them. Hope he washed his hand well later. If we can get that excited to get near a celebrity, how much more should we be to touch Jesus? We have that chance every day. Every moment of every day, it is time. You see, it's also time to believe and trust him, even if it doesn't make sense. Let me repeat that. It is time to believe and trust him, even if it doesn't make sense. Because it's his time, not ours. It's his will, not ours. It's his way, not ours. And a lot of times, his way doesn't make sense to our minds until we yield to it. And even then, sometimes we say, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand. It is time. I don't know what you're going through, but my guess is that many of you are going through something that doesn't make sense. Or you have someone you care about or love who's going through something that doesn't make sense. This woman, the years, 12 of them, the money, everything she had, the suffering daily, the crowds and yet she reached out to touch Jesus. What she was going through didn't make sense, and what she did didn't make sense. But she had to touch Jesus. She knew in her spirit that that would make the difference, and it did. Jarius, the ruler of the synagogue, he was the one everybody reported to. He reached out to Jesus, fell at his feet, and asked for him pleaded with him to come and touch his daughter. It didn't make sense. It never makes sense when a child is that ill, does it? We need that touch from Jesus. Whatever you're facing, whatever doesn't make sense, understand God still cares. Jesus still loves you. I'm intrigued by this. It says that while he attended to the woman, 
news came to Jairus that his daughter had died. Our time versus his time. Jesus had delayed a little bit getting to his daughter. Can you imagine in his mind? It would have been if you wouldn't have helped her, you'd have gotten to my daughter. And when they told him that his daughter was dead and said, don't bother Jesus anymore. In other words, this is hopeless. There's a lot of people thinking what they're facing is hopeless right now. But Jesus said to Jairus, do not fear, only believe. He didn't promise Jairus that he was going to raise his daughter. He simply said, do not fear, only believe. There's some times we need to pray, Lord, I believe, take my fear. Lord, I believe, but I don't understand. It's time to push through the obstacles and the noise that we face. Our world is full of obstacles. It's full of all kinds of voices and noises that don't make sense. And aren't following after Christ. Verse 24. As soon as Jesus heard about Jairus' daughter's illness. He went with him and the crowd followed him. They had to push through the crowd. The obstacles of the press of the crowd. And the lady had to press through that to get to him. When they got to Jairus' house. The house had already filled up with mourners. You have to understand something in that culture. It's not like in our day where someone might come to a visitation or to a funeral or visit someone after the loss of a loved one and, and they're truly grieving with them and for them. They not only had that, the normal thing, they had professional mourners. There were people whose job it was to come when someone had died and wail and weep. They got paid for it. The louder, the better. The bigger the crowd, the more important the person. Jarius was a ruler of the synagogue. The house was full. They had to push through all that. In fact, Jesus pushed them all out of the house. Because they didn't have in mind the things of Christ. They were putting on a show, making commotion. Our own grief is never putting on a show. The agony and the suffering that we often have in situations that we're facing or someone we love is facing is real. This is not to diminish that, but to understand the picture of this scene. It's time to push forward through the obstacles and the noise even if all you can push is your thoughts. Even if physically you are so worn out, emotionally you are so worn out, all you can try to do is control your thoughts and you're losing that. You need to realize Christ is there with you in the noise and the obstacles. It's easy to get distracted by all the noise, isn't it? It's easy to get distracted right now with all the divisiveness taking place in the world and in our country and unfortunately in too many of our churches. 
We got to push through that to find Jesus. We got to push through that to touch and be touched by Jesus. Push through the obstacles and the noise. You are not alone, though it often feels like it. One of Satan's greatest lies is to tell you no one cares. One of Satan's greatest lies when you're hurting is to say you're all alone. But Jesus never leaves us alone. He is always available. He is always there. He is always reaching out to us. In the midst of the noise and the obstacles, we can be fooled to think we are on our own, but that is never true. And some of you this morning need to grab a hold of that truth. You are not alone. It is time. It's time to go in peace and to be amazed at what God is doing. I love these verses in this passage. Verse 34, Jesus said to the woman, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. I want you to notice two things about what he said to her. He said, your faith has made you well. And he was speaking of her soul. Because he then added, and be healed of your disease. See, what mattered most was her soul. That's what matters most for anyone and everyone. Where they stand with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, your faith, your trust in reaching out to me. We need to reach out. We need to have that kind of faith. Not the faith that says everything is going to turn out the way I want it, but the faith to believe that he loves us, the faith to believe that he has, his grace is sufficient for us, the faith to believe that he will and does save us. That takes some faith in the midst of the obstacles, doesn't it? That takes some faith in the midst of all the competing noise going on around us these days. But I also love taking a look at the end of this passage. In verse 42, when it said immediately the girl got up and began walking. And then it says they, the parents and the three disciples with Jesus, were immediately overcome with amazement. We sing about God's amazing grace. Unfortunately, we too often simply use the word amazing because it's in the song, not because that's how we're feeling. We should be amazed at his grace. I'm amazed that he saved me. I am more amazed, and you should be too, that he called me to do what I'm doing because that one makes no sense. <laughs> We should be amazed that he chose Peter of all the disciples. He picked Peter to preach the message on the day of Pentecost. And even more amazing, it worked. <laughs> and more than 3,000 people got saved when Peter, of all people, open mouth, insert foot, Peter preached. 
that gives me great hope. Because <laughs> it's not my words, it's his. My prayer every week is, Lord, don't let my words get in the way of yours. They were amazed. When was the last time you truly sat in awe of God? Who he is and what he does. It's time. Our world is literally dying to be amazed. Not by trickery. Not by fancy language. Not by schemes and strategy and plans. But by the person and the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It is time. You see, the peace comes through Christ with each step of faith we take. That woman took the step of faith to get out, to push through the crowd, to reach out and touch his garment. And then to come and admit it was her. It wasn't that Jesus didn't realize he wanted her to stand up for what she believed. <laughs> Aren't you always amazed you read through this that the disciples thought Jesus was losing it? I mean, when he, when he said, wait a minute, somebody touched me. <laughs> With everybody pushing around him. Now, I love that they said it. I mean, I think they were just so in awe. They went, what? Everybody's pushing on you. You want to know who touched you? Who didn't touch you? But Jesus continued to look because he knew power had gone out from him. You see, somebody had touched him in faith, not just to get close to him. Somebody had touched him in faith, believing, not just to smack him on the rear and say, I got him. Somebody had touched him. And when that happens... The world changes, starting with that person and moving out from there. It is time for people to see the peace that comes through Christ as we take a step of faith. You see, God rewards every step of faith you take, no matter how small. If you're just shuffling because that's all you can do, God rewards that. It's time. You see, the amazement that we need, the amazement that they had, comes through taking the next right step. Taking the next right step. Jairus went ahead and said, sure, Jesus, come home, even though she's dead. The woman reached out and touched him, though she wasn't even supposed to be in the crowd, though she had to work her way to him, though he didn't even know who she was, so she thought. Amazement comes when we take the next right step. Let me ask you, what's your next step? What is it time for you to do today? What doesn't make sense to you right now in your life or in the life of those you love? What obstacles or noises do you need to push through and touch Jesus? Aren't you ready to be amazed and to just live in peace in the midst of the obstacles, in the midst of the noise? It is time. You've been dead long enough.
reach out and touch him. Allow yourself to be touched by Jesus. It is time. You've sat still long enough. Get up and touch Jesus. Then lead someone else to him. It's time. You've suffered long enough. Touch Jesus. It's time. You've believed the lies long enough. Touch Jesus. It's time. You've doubted long enough. You've lived in fear long enough. It is time. Let the power of Jesus' love touch your soul, touch your mind, touch your heart, your spirit, and your body. It is time. He's done it before. He'll do it again. I've seen him move mountains. I've seen him heal relationships. I've seen him restore minds. I've seen him provide a way where there seemed to be absolutely no way. And it is time. He's done it before. He desires to do it again in you. How will you respond? It's time. Reach out. It's time. Surrender. It's time. He's done it before. He'll do it again. And now is the time. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for not being distracted by the noise and the obstacles. Thank you for not running ahead of those of us that are struggling to get to you. Lord, thank you for your timing. I don't always understand it at the beginning, but I do trust you. Lord, I pray that you would be with these who right now are facing some it doesn't make sense situations. I pray that you would be with some who feel like they are all alone. Make yourself known to them today. I pray that you would be with those who are hurting because of a loved one. Come near them. Give them the courage to not only reach out to you, but to lead their loved one to you as well. Lord, may we be amazed because of who you are. May we be amazed because we shuffled forward in faith. May we be amazed as we keep taking the next right step. It is time. Lord, help us to live each moment of each day as we go forward, reminding ourselves it is time. I thank you, Lord, for the miracles you're about to do, for the faith, for the faith you're. Lord, I thank you for everything that we are about to see. In Jesus' name, amen.